Hello and welcome to the Letters to My Daughters devotional podcast. I'm Reverend Camille Henderson Edwards, Director of Economic Health and Gender Justice here at the General Board of Church and Society of the United Methodist Church. And this is your weekly guide to developing a practice at the intersection of faith and advocacy. We are in module two, week two of Letters to My Daughters, where we are discussing the topic of fighting for care in the pursuit of mothering. Uh, and as we shared before that for this module, we'll be looking at 2 Samuel, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 14, specifically verses 10 through 14. Um, and we'll be uh, assessing the various ways that women might use their bodies as a means of resistance, specifically within verses 10 through 14, how Rizpa, the woman in this text, uh, is doing just that. Uh, I am joined by my summer theological intern, Alita Sacito, who is doing a fabulous job at leading us uh, in these devotions for this module. But first, let's take a moment to ground ourselves in this scriptural focus. Won't you take a moment to pause what it is that you're doing? If you're driving, might you pause mentally and spiritually, but not physically? Let's take a moment to inhale deeply and exhale. One more time, inhale deeply and exhale. Hear the word of the Lord as recorded in 2 Samuel, the 21st chapter, verses 10 through 14. Then Rizpah, the daughter of Ahiah, took sackcloth and spread it on a rock for herself. From the beginning of harvest until rain fell on them from the heavens, she did not allow the birds of the air to come on the bodies by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Rizpah, daughter of Ahiah, the concubine of Saul, had done, David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of his son, Jonathan, from the people of Jabesh, who had stolen them from the public square where the Philistines had hung them up on the day the Philistines killed Saul on Gilboa. He brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of his son, Jonathan, and they gathered the bones of those who had been impaled. They buried the bones of Saul and of his son, Jonathan, in the land of Benjamin, in the tomb of his father, Kish. They did all that the king commanded. And after that, God heeded supplications for the land. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. This is the story of Rizpah. The story of a woman who does not speak, 
but her body's presence and actions speak loudly against what has happened to her and her children. This may not be the first time we hear about women who find ways to speak the truth and their actions become their voices. It is my belief that women's stories and experiences of struggle have a lot to teach us about faith, advocacy, and agency. In the story, Rispa has decided to guard the bodies of her children and other mothers' children, as mothers usually do. What she really does is protect them, and this is not a passive duty. This is an active protection constantly in motion during the day and the night. One can almost imagine her waving a stick, making noises, or even shouting to shy away scavengers, and those who would like to keep the horrific events unnoticed and neglected. One can see Rispa as a woman who, even in the moments of great pain and loss, her heart finds a way to fight and speak loudly. I can recognize her in those moments who do not keep quiet or still, those who find a stand, a move, and advocate for the case and justice. She knows that if she does not guard and protect these bodies, what has happened and the situations that place people like her and her children in this situation could be easily forgotten. Her active presence speaks for those who cannot speak anymore and puts her, puts her case on the table. What is her case? Think about this. Rispa directs us to look at what happened and the conditions that place women and their children health and well-being at risk to the extent of losing their lives due to politics and policies that do not protect and neglect them. When I think about black maternal mortality crisis in the U.S., it makes me remember those women and mothers who actively are working on presenting their case and their stories, especially advocating and speaking for themselves, other mothers, their children, and even grandchildren, so that they can access and receive appropriate medical health care services during their pregnancy, delivery, and even after childbirth. I can hear the voice of the maternal care reformer, Wanda Irwin, whose life was turned upside down when she lost her only daughter, Shalon Irwin. This happened at the hands of covert bias of her medical provider, a bias fueled by structural racism and systemic disparities that placed her daughter in the maternal mortality statistics in 2017. Meanwhile, mothers like Wanda, Rispa, and other women and men are there and present actively protesting, protecting their stories of their loved ones, we are not to forget them, and we cannot forget them. Their case is on the table. Do you hear their voices?
What does this say about the power of advocating for yourself, your loved ones, and others? This week, I invite you to look for and hear the story of Wanda Irwin. You can find it by searching in the TEDMED Talks online. Reflect on it individually or in your groups. Learn about the facts that are placing parts of our one human body community hurting. And note about the acts of embodiment advocacy that many women and mothers navigating maternal health are speaking out. Throughout this week, in your prayer time and interactions with people wherever you are, ask for God's guidance and courage to hear them and find ways to join their voices. Remember, it is in guarding and protecting lives actively that our advocacy can be heard. Let's take our prayers to the Lord. Oh, God of love and grace, our world is so broken and people are suffering. Black mothers and their children are speaking loud. Have mercy on us, O Lord. We lament our failure to hear their voices. We lament our haste eyes to see their suffering. Help us to tune our numbed hearts and eyes to your call. To love one another and in this way to love you. Move us to be by their side and speak up for justice. Help us be part of your light in the midst of the darkness. In Jesus' name, the Savior of all, we pray. Amen. You all, thank you so much for taking the time out for this weekly devotion of Letters to My Daughters. Remember, be sure to complete the survey by Friday, September 30th for a chance for you and your ministry group uh, to win a class copy of the book that we uh, were inspired by for this module, When Mama Speaks by, Do by Dr. Stephanie Buchanan Crowder. And as always, please feel free to reach out to me via email with any questions or reflections of your overall experience from the study that you may be that you may have. I can be reached via email at ch edwards that's c h e d w a r d s at umcjustice.org. Until then, go in grace, go in peace.